Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. What a wonderful night for blankies, blankies, blankies. Who will win? And the nominees are. Little women trying to live their lives. Little women don't want to become wives. What kind of book deal will Joe get? Negotiate with Tracy Letts. It's a story about a little marriage being split up onto very different coasts. In LA, she works on a big pilot. And in New York, he mopes. <clears throat> this portrait's on fire. The lady's on fire. Her dress is on fire. Literally and metaphorically, everything's on fire. Portrait of a lady on fire. And I think I'm gonna sit in this here chair and tell the camera all the things I've done. I'm not that happy in this retirement home. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I'm an Irishman. Irishman killing Jimmy Hoffa made me sad. But the ring from Joe Pesci made me glad. And also I'm a rocket man. Rocketman, Elton John biopic's pretty good. But compared to Bohemian Rhapsody, it's like a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> <clears throat> One glove, scissors two, and the red jumpsuit, babe. One glove, it's about us. Jordan peels us, babe. Oh my God. In Wong's farewell, the grandma's gonna die to make her happy. They settle on a lie. These are getting shorter and shorter. <laughs> it's good though. These are fragments. Yeah. yeah. People in the basement. Parasite. Gotta make that ram on. Parasite. That's James Brown's out of sight. <laughs> Nothing really matters. Anyone can see, nothing really matters, nothing really matters but for Key, <laughs> Toy Story for Key. Wow. Wow, I'm going to get evicted. That was They're going to kick me out. Truly special. That was incredible. Thank you. That was actually incredible. Thank you. I'm very proud of you. Yes. I worked on about eight that other ones. That might be the best thing you've ever it done. It might be. It Not might on the pockets, just total. I've ever. been practicing in the shower for a couple of weeks. So which got, which, what, what's in the cutting room floor? What's on the cutting room floor? There were a few I just never cracked what the right song was. I never came up with the right lyrics. I would try out different things. Yeah. I never found a good Uncut Gems one. 
I never found sure. a good Once Upon a Time in Hollywood one. Tough to yeah. wrangle um, that. Now I'm trying to remember what was cut. Because I on the train right here, I was doing the official process of cutting things from the app. Yeah. Both from the song list and from my nomination categories, sure, making sure, sure. the tough decisions. Yeah. But I decided those were the strongest ones. There were also, I will say this, many of those songs originally had multiple verses. <laughs> of course. Of course. Yeah. 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 Two verses of bridge and then a Some of them yeah, yeah, yeah. went pretty long. Yeah. I mean, I think, stop me if this sounds crazy, sure. you could get in the booth, c- cut a little album. You think cut a little album? Cut a little LP. I you think know, a mixtape. A mixtape. You remember I was talking about doing a album. He wanted to do like a when the Simpsons would release an album, yeah. you know, like he wanted that energy. Well, and look, yesterday, at the time we are recording this, yesterday... Rumor mill started hitting that Warner Brothers wants to hire Taron Egerton to do a little shop of horrors. <laughs> and yep. A lot of blankies online were like fucking Griffin Newman erasure. Yeah. And I was in. like, look, I can't really sing. And they were like, come on. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to prove them all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so all I'm saying is, Ben, the second we finish recording this episode, yes. CC Warner Brothers. Sure. Okay. Courtesy a, of Warner Brothers Pictures. Yeah, it's uh, Warner.brothers at example.com. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. reason. I meant it's always cut a record, send it in the mail. Sure, sure. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> Lay this down on vinyl. Let's get a seven inch going. Right, right, right. Um, what a wonderful night for Blankies. Welcome to Blank Check. 2020. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. That's enough. That's enough. It's Hello. just so sad that there's not a host this year. You could do it. Well, it's but, but this just is the problem. No one like wants anyone. the job. It's it's putting an arrow on your back, you know. Oh, just yeah, because the woke police will come. The and woke police destroy your life. Because now the, the front the front row anymore. is the cancel brigade. I know. They're ready. Yeah. I mean, we. I think we can say this now. Yeah, let's say it. We because it's. I, I no mean, the vetting process is so difficult because it's a job that no one wants. No one, right? We tried to get way ahead of it this year, and like June or July, we had who we thought was the perfect host. And then Shane Gillis got himself in a little trouble. Oh he pushed too many boundaries. He pushed too and many boundaries. We said Shane. And he missed. And he missed. He missed. <laughs> in the day, that's the problem. We said, Shane, you can push boundaries as long as you hit. He pushed too many. And he pushed and he missed. a few too many. And he missed. Will that ever not amuse us, even though it's think so. just a tiny grammatical error from a racist? <laughs> I don't think so. I want to just also clarify when we are obsessed with that and make that joke all the time. Yeah. That's the thing we're obsessed with. Yeah. The, the, the weird grammatical is that the metaphor doesn't track. You don't no. push. You don't miss a boundary when you're pushing. Right. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, here's anyway. another correction. I want to offer uh, Chris Cather does not like Shane. Gillis. Yeah, no shit. Shane. <laughs> he tried literally Google New York times. Chris Gethard, Shane Gillis right. is what I advise you people. Right. Uh, arguably the number two reason he got fired. Yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now Mikey awards. The Blanky Awards. And who's here to celebrate with us but officially entering the Five Timers Club? I'm so excited, you guys. Oh, that's a good point. Is this our fifth of these? This is our fifth. We should be locked in (laughs) fifth annual. Fifth Fifth annual. Annual. And here, putting on officially his blank check five timers bathrobe. The co-chair of the Blankies Awards. Like this is like introducing Don Hudson (laughs) or Philip Burke to do the speech. Joe Reed, a.k.a. Reading Rangel. (laughs) I forgot about Reading Rangel. Thanks, you guys. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, five timers. I can finally, you know, 
show my face around the Richard Lawsons and Emily Ashidas of the world without yeah. it's a it's a very cowering in shame. I mean, it's if a she, cigar you know, Yoshida got herself in trouble moving to L.A. So yeah, she's, she might be catchable. Yeah. That's the thing. For a while, it was like, okay, Yoshida's kind of embarrassing everyone else. She's starting to lap she's people in the field. But yeah. now you're like, she might be like a once a year person for the next yeah. three years, if that. She's gonna stalk your. She's gonna have a morning. We got this once a year though. With I, mom, once with a year we're gonna get her. mama, mama. Oh, you're she's saying, the mother, the mama of like all right. No, with uh, Ma. We should call her Ma in yes. honor of 2019's Ma, Ma, which is all over my ballot. I don't know if you guys. <laughs> yes. It's not <laughs> on mine, but it's not far from some of mine. Yeah. I Th- loved Ma. This is what's weird. Best surprise penis in a movie. Yeah. Did you guys see Ma? No, yeah. there's a surprise penis. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a fakey, but when she pulled that dick out of Luke Evans's towel, yes. uh, I did not expect I'm it. I'm sorry, this no. happens in the film Ma? Yes. Yeah. It happens in the midst of her. She's um, going to slice it with a... But uh, it, uh, what do you call it? Scalpel. But it also is in the midst of a scene where it seems for a second like she's going to transfuse his blood with dog blood because men are dogs. And, and it's a really cats. chill movie. And it seemed for a second, and all I wanted was for that scene to play out yeah. and to see what would happen with Luke Evans with dog blood in him. I gotta say, it's very it weird because I didn't see Ma, as I just said, on air, but I'm looking at my notes app and suddenly every nominee I had written down is being replaced with Ma. Yeah, yeah, Ma, yeah. Ma. It's being transfused. Magically, yeah. it's being transfused <laughs> onto my list. Welcome to the Blankies. Yes. Um, we're here to discuss our favorite films and performances and other, you know, achievements the of summer. the year. In and, film. and let's just plug it right in, here. In 2019. Let's just plug it right here. We're right after this, yep. back to back recording our best of the decade Flip blankies. On over to yeah. our Patreon, Patreon feed. Feb 11th. Feb 11th, we will be dropping best of the decade, uh, which was hard, by the way. Really tough. It was uh, certain categories, especially. I was just like, how am I expected to, yeah, be, to it's narrow like, this down? Like 30 to 40 people I that know. fit in there. Anyway, yeah. we'll get to that. But we'll get to but that. That's the, for the Patreon. The, right. The only other disclaimer I, I want to offer is sometime between recording this episode and the next episode, the trailer for F9 is going to drop. That's true. And I will be commenting on it live. Very excited about this. Whether it's in this episode or next I think episode. we should do it in this episode, but we'll find out. We'll see. It depends we'll see on when it goes. We'll see what Because it the live stream is going to be a concert first. Oh, my God. Wow. Who's there? Luda. Of course. Sure. I'm forgetting everyone else who's there, but I know Luda. I'm sure Vin's going to sing it too. Oh, I hope Vin sings. I hope Vin sings. like an angel. Sing like poor Vin Diesel. Diesel. But I was whatever. saying to you, this is going to be like the Doughboys episodes where Mitch is watching. Watching a, a Patriots game. Yeah, right. And for background. me, this is the only thing that like. I'm like, or it has to be playing in mute in the background. Live stream starts officially yeah. one hour, four minutes. As I mentioned off mic, the last time this situation happened, Griffin and I were doing a spelling bee, a uh, movie spelling bee at Videology. R.I.P. And Griffin just made it very well known that we were going to be doing this while the Fast 8 trailer breaks. What was the thing? You you included a fact from the Fast 8 yeah, trailer? Yeah, time you every, gave a clue, you, yes. would, right. you would describe something from the Fast right. 8 trailer. if someone trailer. asked for a clue, they also got a description got of a description something that happened of something that happens, yes. Like and Vin Diesel and Charlie's Theron kissing. Right, we all... That trailer we, was better than that movie. None of us had seen it yet, so we yeah. were all sort of yeah, trusting we like, that you were being about, honest. Right, which people thought I wasn't. Right. Because the trailer was crazy. Yes, it was. Okay, anyway, this is the fifth annual Blanky yep. Awards in which we pick our favorites of the year. Our favorites of the year. Oscar style. Yes. Um, and we should dive right into it. Do we always start with supporting actors? I always forget I how we, we do, do this. right? I, I mean, we're like such awards nuts. It feels like the right thing to start with. Yeah. Right. And I, look, more and more, I'm going to be going from the hip this year. Uh-oh. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, before you've always been very prepared for this. <laughs> 
But but as much as you joke and guess, I'm never prepared for this. In most mm-hmm. years, I do more of a like what you guys do, I think, or tend to do. I know you do, David, mm-hmm. is the first movie I see of the year is default my number one. Yeah. And then I'm adding everything to that ranking. Yeah. So if in December I see a movie I really like, I go, fuck, is that number six? And then I'm pushing things out. This year I just decided if I like something, I put a little star next to it. That's oh, good. interesting. Performance jumps out to me. I put a star next to it. I'm not giving things slots until the end of the year. Sure. So we'll see if that changes the results at all. That's a good way to do it. I will say uh, in my four acting categories, I have zero overlap. with. No, I'm sorry. One out of 20 nominees overlaps with the Academy. Wow. That's insane. Kind of crazy. That's crazy. But that'll make it fun. Because I like a lot of the performances that got nominated. But, you know, whatever. But here we go. And here's the category that includes the one overlap. So we're doing Best Supporting Actress first? Correct. Okay. My nominees for Best Supporting Actress are Sophie Okanedu, Wild Rose. Jennifer Lopez, Hustlers, should have been an overlap. Right. That's a weird non-overlap. Yep. Florence, Candace, LeBron, Bergen, Pugh for Little Women. So that is your overlap. Because Florence Pugh is the new Candace Bergen, who is the new LeBron James because she gets fucking buckets. And also because she's amazing on Instagram, much like LeBron James. And much like Candace Bergen. Bergen. All three of them. All three of them. So once again, her official nickname from here on out is Florence, Candace, LeBron, Bergen, Pugh. Love it. Best comedic performance of 2019, Little Women. Right. That's my take. And then two classic Griff Chaos picks. Mm. My fourth nominee for Best Supporting Actress is Rebecca Ferguson as the hat in Dr. Sleep. Oh, wow. Great pick. I love this Fucking great pick. I love this pick. Here's the only thing I want to say about that before you even name your fifth pick. You know the three-hour director's cut just dropped? I know. Gotta check that out. I need to check it out. Because I am just feeling it brewing inside me. That's the Roman J. Israel this year where I'm like, that movie that I kind of liked but had problems with might be amazing. And all the early reviews I've read of the director's cut make it sound even better. Exactly. And and I'm wondering if, and the, I mean, the director's cut just dropped this week right i think it just came out on blu-ray or it's coming out next year or whatever um i feel like potentially a director's cut could give her the win in this category rebecca ferguson in dr sleep is the most i've ever liked a performance that also made me think so much of jane krakowski doing jackie jorm job great take in 30 rock <laughs> great take and i mean i'll just throw out my take her decision to play the most evil force in the world like a middle-aged woman at the Litchfield Jazz Festival. (laughs) I said it's going to make her a lock for the Stevie Nicks movie at some point. A hundred percent. She's fucking tanglewooding out of control. Okay, Ferguson as the hat goddess so derailed that you haven't even said your fifth nominee. And get ready. Oh, God. My fifth nominee is Judy Dench in Cats. I'm on board with that. Chaos Reigns. I'm on board with that. I kind of love She. I think she's very locked in in Cats. I think so, too. I highly enjoy her in Cats. I think that is the hardest... And most impressive performance of the year. It is. I think this is great. I think this, we're off to a good start. I, love, I think I have a good really five. Bored, right? but now my, my picks are so the most boring. I've loved See, mine are pretty weird. I'm telling you, years. I got weird yeah, picks yeah. this year. Yeah, that's good. I, I, like I think it. everyone talks about, like, obviously, fucking Ian kills it in Cats, right? He does. He's great. But Ian's got this one song. He's yeah, pretty much Judy so, has like pathos three, on pathos yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so much of Judy's performance is literally just other people talking about how she's the most important creature in the world yep. and them cutting back to her. I'd argue she looks the most ridiculous of anyone in the entire movie. Yeah. Yes. She can't really sing. 
She can't she's dance. She's an all right singer. She certainly can't really dance. It is, it is pure presence and pure commitment to something that is ridiculous. But also, you want to go to the heavy side layer, so you're trying to butter her up, I right? Am, okay. To be fair. All right, okay, because she is, you know, she's in charge of that process. To be fair, <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm trying yeah, to sort of yeah, you're trying the doorknob a little, yeah, bit. a little bit, yeah. a little bit, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I'll let you guys throw out your five. Oh my god, that's amazing. All right, go ahead, Joe. Alrighty, so um, in alphabetical order, as per the Academy's tradition, so classy. Starting with Laura Dern for Marriage Story. So I do sure. over, I overlap with the Oscars uh-huh. more than I think I expected this year. Jennifer Lopez and Hustlers, who should have been top competition for Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Florence Pugh for Little Women. All the things you said about Candace Bergen were off the top of my head as well. So <laughs> very well done. Margot Robbie in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Hell yeah. Not Bombshell. Hell yeah. She got nominated for the wrong movie. She did. And then Cho Yo-Jong in Parasites. Yeah, I mean, really, it, to me, it's just who you pick That's, from yeah, Parasite. Right. You're spoiled for choice. I will say this about Parasite, because there were a lot of, you know, wise and correct takes about how it's very tough for foreign language movies and Asian movies yeah. to get acting nominations. But, like, they never knew who to campaign That's for that problem. movie, because it is such a true ensemble, and yeah, right. everyone is so goddamn good in I, it. I mean, yeah. Song Kang-ho is maybe the most recognizable face, so there was some hope he would right. catch on, but, like, it's really tough. The same thing happened to Knives Out, actually, which yes. is like you have so many cast members that you don't really know where to go. And, and it is also such a true ensemble. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I did not know any of the Parasite people. At different points, I had different cast members in every single category. Yeah. I, I give it my honorary ensemble award, Absolutely. especially seeing it a second time about a week ago. It is crazy how well that cast just works as a fucking company. Yeah. And that I just couldn't single out one. Well, yeah. I nominated Park Sodam and Parasite. Yeah. And, but the other, you know. Wait, did you finish it, your five? Yeah, you finished. Yeah, yeah. that was my Okay, five. cool. Uh, I also nominated Florence Pugh. Nice. Yeah. Who is on all our ballots, as yep. is Jennifer Lopez yep. for Hustlers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also nominated Zhao Zhuzhen for The Farewell, and I nominated Annette Benning for The Report, (laughs) which is the obvious Oscar nomination, like lazy that people would have mocked that didn't happen, that that would have made me happy. Right. And instead they went for Kathy Bates and Jewel, who's great. I actually think she gives a good performance in that movie. Um, but, and, but that kind of felt like them being like, yeah, let's flip a coin to the veteran. It is know? also weird that the Globes are the ones who got the yeah. Benning nomination. Right. Yeah. Yep. She is incredible. Incre- she's, incredible. she's now been sort she's of snubbed twice in a row now between this and 20th century. Well, the 20th woman. century woman snub is uh, about as bad as like the election of Donald Trump. We'll be talking yeah. about that later. Yeah. 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 Um, but, um, but yes, no, no in, in the report, uh, Annette Benning is, <clears throat> Incredible. <laughs> She's incredible. Um, that movie I'm doesn't work. This, <laughs> that movie, I'm a big fan of that movie, yeah. and I feel like a lot of people aren't. But that movie doesn't work if it doesn't have Agreed. movie stars. Yeah. Um, it and also she's not doing an impression no. of this person, right. but she is doing this sort of like very like detailed, yeah. quiet performance. Yes. And she's playing someone who's kind of unlikable, but in like a very involved. And she's so good in that movie. Yeah. But come on, who are our winners? I think it's Pew. That's, my, that's I think Pew is my winner. It's a, it's very defensible. I have J Lo. Yeah, I have J Lo too. But yeah. Pew would be number two. It, it's almost a, co- a coin toss for me between J Lo and Pew. And it's a coin to your J Lo. As tempting as it is to match all three of us in the same thing, which yeah. hasn't happened since the first year. What did we all match on that one? Michael B. Jordan, I think, is in, the only time we've all in, matched. In Creed, I think that's right. 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 Yeah, yeah, on yeah. one pick. Um, 
I, I've seen. He, although I have to say, in a recent spreadsheet uh, realignment, this happened all the time yeah. for me. He lost the uh, he lost that award. So to whom? Tom Hanks and Bridge of Spies. Fuck. What? Hanks came in and sneezed all over him. <laughs> I gotta say, even just the last fifteen minutes of talking in this episode has made me re-question eighteen things in my best of decade bracket. <laughs> oh sure, well I'm that's waffling back and forth on everything. Uh, Pew for me is just no, it's a very special performance, and, and it is. It's just such a perfect supporting performance. Yeah. It's kind of like such an ideal for me of what I want out of a supporting performance yeah. where someone just owns every scene they're in yeah. without hogging the screen. She's always the most interesting thing happening in any frame when she's given the reins over her own little slide of the narrative. Yeah. It's the most compelling part of the movie. Um, I also it was the second time I saw Little Women in theaters uh, was late. And missed the Tracy Letts opening. It's mm, good though. Came in pretty much at the end of Searsha with um, uh, Garel. Mm, but really, yeah. was sitting down as you is have it, Pew I, I in the carriage scene, shall I? Right. And it was kind of interesting to me how much, if you don't see those first two scenes, how much less it feels like Joe's movie. Oh, sure. And yeah, it feels if it kind opens of on Amy democratic, like yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is, it's just, it's an actor who's just so ready right there is clearly going to be the dominant force of the next, next decade or one of the dominant forces of the next decade. Yeah. And I also just think, you know, I love standing for comedic performances on the show. Yeah. I go out of my way to give awards to comedic performances yeah. and partly because the mainstream comedy is dying. Yeah. There weren't many traditional comedic performances, but everything she does in Little Women, I think, is funny. What's amazing about what she does in Little Women is because, you know, you think back to like the 94 version. Yeah. And they cast two different actresses. Kirsten Dunst as the young Amy Mm -hmm. and then Samantha Mathis as the older Amy. Excuse me. Princess Peach. Sorry. (laughs) I I stand very well corrected. Princess Peach OB. Yes. Um, But the fact that they decided to do this with this one actress Mm -hmm. to play Amy and she sells it so well, the younger version yeah. and the older version, even though her voice is so unsuited to playing like a child. Yeah. It's such a sort of like deep and sort of like husky voice. No matter how prepared I think I am, I'm always taken aback the first time she opens her mouth in anything I'm watching. Yeah. Being yes. an Instagram video or right. a film performance, I right. always think I know how deep her voice is. Right. And then she starts talking and like, she's the new she Kathleen Turner. Great, she is she's the new Kathleen she Turner. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But that she's able to do that and like still sell Amy and all her sort of like bratty young Amy-ness Agreed. is great. Now please break up with Zach Braff. Can the two of you make your case for Lopez? <laughs> no, I'm going to make the case for Zach Braff. She can date Zach Braff. Who cares? People can date She's who they young. want. I mean, we all dated Zach Braff when we were young. It's We've a mistake. all had our moment with Zach Braff. Yeah. You, know, you know what's interesting about Zach Braff that would draw me to him? What? Uh, he's a very rich man who can buy me anything <laughs> I want. There are two people my father always no, no, I'm not says, saying she's dating him for money. No, no, no I know, but there are two people my dad German, always sure. goes, can you imagine like just how rich that guy is? And the right, two right. he always brings up are Danson and Braff. Well, because I mean, he Danson, never gets over Danson. Danson's and money. Danson's yeah, role I mean, is, is, is yeah. I, right. You can't even think about. It. But right, we're Braff, where it's like, is he even famous? And he must have so much money. Know, he's right? done like, so little post scrubs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And it doesn't fucking matter. How much yeah. do you think Danson Siegel got is for kind Becker. of in that zone too? Siegel, where it feels yeah. like he's yeah. like, you know what? I'm going to do something if I want to do it, and otherwise, you yeah. might not hear from me for yeah. a while. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I think for Becker, he probably was making. Because Becker lasted a while. I Becker, I think, did five, maybe six seasons. You it know, did got over 100 episodes. Got I saw Danson's Inside the Actor Studio. Yeah. 
and they didn't even mention Becker. And I'm yeah. like, he had another show Guess right, who's that went it. to syndication numbers that they don't right. even have time Guess to talk about. Guess who's seen every episode of Becker? David Lawrence David Lawrence Sims. Well. And guess who loves Becker? David Lawrence. That's correct. Nice. The dog? The dog. Arf, arf, arf. All right. My winner's Jennifer Lopez. She's fucking incredible in that movie. Yes. Uh, one of the performances of the century. I mean, I, I agree with the two of you. And yeah, it yeah. feels like it's all been it's said. Fine. Can I'm the two of you, you make your little... My thing with special. actresses, and specifically actresses, with actors too, but like I really get the like spark of it from actresses, is when they're able to sort of gather up all of their like movie star charisma and star wattage and whatever, and just like pour it all into this character and like grab you by the lapels and like make you sit up and pay attention. And that is exactly what she's doing in this while at the same time, like it's an incredibly physically committed performance. Mm -hmm. It's incredibly emotionally committed performance. Like she and, um, and what's, um, Constance Wu's character's name. I can't even remember. Jessica, I believe, isn't it? Yeah, maybe. Sure. No, Jessica's her character on uh, on Fresh Off the Boat. Oh, you're right. You're but right. anyway, her and Constance Wu's character um, have such a bond in that movie and yeah. such like a very like palpable sort of a thing. Destiny, right? Destiny. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Dorothy. But Destiny. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, I just think it's, I think she's nailing it on all you know, on all different levels, but it's, it's to me, it's, it is the quintessential movie star performance and I think those things don't get valued as well as they should. I agree. And I think, look, what what I love so much about the Pew performance is it's the opposite kind of movie star performance. It's yeah. someone fully undeniably arriving. Mm-hmm. And Lopez is the opposite one. Lopez, if if Pew is Jude Law and talented Mr. Ripley to come up with the 1999 analogs, sure. then Lopez is Tom Cruise and Magnolia. Oh, okay. It's someone Absolutely. finding the performance that channels their entire legacy as yeah. a star yeah. into the best piece of acting they've ever done. Yeah. Let's do best supporting actor. And they're going to give it to Dern, who's the Michael King. It's a good performance I, from someone who's been good for so long. I think long. she's great in that movie. But I do yeah. too. Yeah. But, it, but she's very good none of us would pick her to win. Uh, no, um, I do like her though. Everybody likes Laura and she's going to win an Oscar, which she doesn't have one of, and it's just sort of one of those, you know, when you look back, you be like, huh, what was the, what was the story here? And it's like, it was her, it was, she was on a a hot five year run. Yes. Um, I kind, I kind of prefer her in Little Women, which is a scorching take because some people think she's bad in I Little know, Women. That's very but wrong. I like uh, her wrong. wild energy, you know, like wild, yeah. Uh, yeah. wild parentheses twenty fifteen or whatever, yes. wild twenty fourteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I, I like her in, as this sort of like sparkly kind of yeah. like uh, overflowing with passion. Mom, I think yeah. she's great. Yeah. Right, she's she's playing uh, a good Renata. And yeah. I will say yeah. at, the, at the critic circle when she won, you know, you then have to formally sort of vote on like, are we going to just give it for one movie? Or are we going to yeah. give it for both movies? Yeah. And when that voting was done, we gave it for both movies. Uh, it was like, okay, we're moving on to the next category. And I went like, um, uh, she also was in cold pursuit this year <laughs> and everyone like looked at me and I was like, I just, just figured I had to say that. No comedy points. And no comedy points. Does the New York Film Critics Circle ever award comedy points? I don't know. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to make a motion. Make that motion. Yeah, make yeah. that motion. Next um, year. So, all right. Best supporting actor. Oh, let's go back. I'll go. I'll start. Griffin can be K. We'll, we'll go. Yeah. Yeah. All snake right, style. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Best supporting actor. A term I only know because of Doughboys. Right. Um, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joseph Pesci, I'm seeing here. <laughs> oh, okay. the, in The Irishman. <laughs> right. Uh, Tom Burke in The Souvenir. Alessandro Nivola in The Art of Self-Defense. 
And Song Kang Home Parasite. I'm boring this year. I don't think so. Yeah, whatever. Those are pretty good. Those are good. Yeah, picks. they're great. All right. Mine are Love those guys. Timothy Chalamet and Little Women. Mm. Ah. Chris Cooper and Little Women. Joe! Mm. Mm. I almost thought about trying to wedge him oh, in there and I went, is, Joe's gonna take he's care a of bowl of soup in that movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> a real bowl of God. Mutton soup. <laughs> Mutton <laughs> soup. Yes. Oh, Chops, yes. Um, Tom Hanks in A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Uh, he is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. He is in a beautiful day in that neighborhood. Wes, uh, oh, sorry, Richard Schiff and Clemency. Richard Schiff and Clemency. Joe? Good he was my really number like six, was and he? I felt bad about cutting him. And then once again, you've, you've alleviated my guilt. He okay, was my guys. Toby himself. And uh, Wesley Snipes and Dolomite is my Yeah, name. which is, that was that was a close one for me, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, love Wesley. Okay. Oh, boy. There's one big decision based on category placement. I have two actors right now, one in best actor, one in best supporting actor, who both arguably could go either way. Mm. Okay. We'll go on. And I think this Let's is. Let's just talk through it, you know. I think this is the decision I'm going to make. All right. Okay. Jamie Bell and Rocket Man. Great performance. Good. Alessandro Navola and The Art of Self-Defense. It's just, he's just so good in that movie. Wesley Snipes, Dolomite is my name. Jeremy Bob, Under the Sorry. Silver Lake. Uh, who's that? The is that songwriter? the piano man? Yes. That's like maybe the scene of the year. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. And, and this is my flipper. It's, it's Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. He, I would call him like in this it, year of two handers where yes. one got deemed supporting. Right. Yes, he is the supporting in the lighthouse. Sure. Much like Pitt, much like Anthony Hopkins, much like um, there's another really obvious one. There's a lot of two handers yes. yeah. where they just kind of had to make a decision. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember what the other one. Um, yeah. Well, I'll say my flipper with it is at Tom Burke and the souvenir. With him, I was sort of like coming out being like, well, I think it's a lead role. And then they ran him supporting. And yeah. I was like, I guess he is in and out of the movie. And also it is almost sexist for me to call him the lead in that movie. Yeah. Because of the, the way that movie is designed. So I was like, yeah, sure. He's supporting. That's fine. That movie just more so than most of the ones we're talking about really feels like a duet to me. Even yeah. though it is her story. It's her story. And yeah, I don't know. But we'll, I mean, you'll talk about him now here. I'll talk about him later. He's my winner, to be clear. Yeah. Um, that's the performance. That's my hesitation because I think Defoe is my winner. But if he was in this category, he would probably be my winner. Defoe is such a recent winner for me. I do enjoy him. And yeah. that's why I'm putting Defoe here and giving him the win because I've snubbed him a couple times in the past. I didn't give him the Florida Project one. Yeah. It fucked up. And I, I feel like this is this is the Defoe of the decade pick for me. So you both went with Alessandro Nivola from The Art of Self-Defense, yes. the I Riley Stearns movie, which is um, a, a pretty good movie, with a really funny, unbelievable firecracker performance with just this absolutely like, oh, I forgot Alessandro Nivola is talented yes. performer. Like, not that I don't like no. him. No. Yeah. He's fine. I've yeah. liked him in plenty but, of things. But, I also but think, you're like, oh, there's a well of talent that no one has tapped. I think he's very often maybe not misused, but not used to his best strengths and something like disobedience. Yeah. The Sebastian Lalo film, which I like a lot. And I think he's very good in. Yes. You watch that and you're like, this is a skilled actor doing a good yeah, performance. Right. The only problem with that performance is that it's, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing. He's right. good right. at it. Yeah, but that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. I think very often people hire him just to do one thing mm -hmm. because he is good at stillness. 
he is good at seriousness. Yeah. Very serious. And then yeah. something like Art of Self-Defense where he's playing like They're 18, taking that. He's playing notes on different it. instruments at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So funny in that movie. He's so good. That movie is sort of like an American Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Like it has that sort of weird unreality where you're like, people don't talk like this. Especially the ending. Yes. But yeah. uh, it also kind of rules. I, do I feel like that movie like totally passed me by. I have it, to say. it didn't get a big release. No. It was a summer movie. You know, yeah. like it's very good though. That's There's also a, because this year also had um, the art of racing in the rain. So it really sure. kind yeah, of, I, I missed stole that one. Thunder. I missed that art. I didn't see that either. Who's your winner? My winner. I think it's Timothy Chalamet for little women. He I think so he's good. so good at playing that kind of, you would almost feel like an actor like that would be reticent to sort of go full boat into this kind of like young, sort of like, you know, young, hot thing, fuck boy kind of a thing. Right. But he like, he not only goes fully into that, but then he gives this character such like, you know, you understand why he's sort of lashing out the way he is and sort of striking out for, this connection with these, you know, these March girls and whatever. I had gotten so fucking sick of Timmy. I know. After the King, I was ready for revolution. <laughs> I wanted to dethrone Timmy. Did you see those on back to back days or no? No. I just no. remember you telling me after the King, I think I'm done with him. And then after little women going, I'm back in. Yeah, basically. I mean, the King, the other thing, the problem with the King, apart from that, it's not a very good movie. Yeah. And it was also, it's like, I was so ready to love that movie. I love British history. Yeah. Yeah. I love Shakespeare. And many have said it's good to be the King. And it's <laughs> many have said, I mean, Ralph for one. Um, and uh, there you go. Ben has like, spoken the once. Problem the problem with the king is that I mean Ben's going to weigh in. Oh me. yes, you know. Yeah, um, Ben always saves his best for last in the blankies. Exactly. The problem with the king is that also I went in and had already screened in Venice, and people were like, Pattinson's got a great, uh, you know, great part in sure. this. And so I spent two hours being like. When are they going to get to the fireworks factory? Where's fucking Pat? Because yeah. he comes in in the last 15 minutes really? of that wow. movie. Oh, wow. And yeah. when he comes in, you're like, oh, yeah, this is great. But sure. you have suffered through Timmy being like, should I be the king? Right. What yeah. is it to be the king? And yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, have some fun. And then the little women, she just knows how to use him. Yeah. yeah. She really does. Yeah. I think they have such a great sort of like working chemistry, him and and Sersha and, and Gerwig all together. It's. I'm sorry. Just uh, Sersha is not in. The new Wes Anderson, which I remember her being announced and everything was saying Me that too. she was French in French dispatch. And her she, and, she got dispatched. She sure did. Because I was ready for her and Chalamet. Chalamet's still in it. She's not yeah. in it. And the poster that came out, there's a young actress who I've never heard of who's what in that main villain with like a mustache and it's like a Suspiria situation. Oh, they're pretending that she's Benicio Del Toro. That's amazing. Yeah. I anyway. Mean, I mean, I she's, she's talented enough to do yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I mean like, I don't know who else. I mean, uh, Brad Pitt, Bradley Pitt. He's quite good. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just cut him literally at the last possible second. And so it, it was, well, I, he's, he's going to win an Oscar. That's I, mean, yeah. I just said, I'd rather give the spot to someone else. Who's not in the conversation. Um, this guy, Joe Pesci, you heard of him. He's, Phenomenal. He's doing he's, a lot of good He work. was on my long list for, I didn't love a lot about the Irishman, but he was absolutely my favorite thing about that. I thought he was so good. Um, and then Song King Ho, like I think the, the, the most crucial turn in Parasite rests on like just imperceptible shifts it's in his face and that mood yeah. Yeah. and 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 you need him to build and also i mean he's just uh, he's just a very resting actor anytime yeah. you watch yeah i mean this was this was a tough year for supporting actor because there were so many two-handers as we there said were. that it's yeah. like you have true supporting i enjoy hopkins 
in, I, in Popes. I, still I enjoyed a seen lot it. about wow. Two Popes. I enjoyed a whole lot about Two Popes. It, very enjoyable. It is weird yeah. for it being like the most easy watching movie that I still haven't gotten around to watching it yeah. on Netflix. Yeah. But I, I tried to cover more people who are true supporting performances. And other than Defoe. I think that's fair. Yeah. Was, was kind of knocking out a lot of the more ensemble or two-hander pick. I want to do my two seconds on Jamie Bell. He fantastic yes, in great. that movie. Friend of the show. Kind of the heart and soul of that movie. But I messaged sure. him. Not to be cliched. This months ago. So I'm not just saying this because I know he's probably listening right now. It is my David Oyelowo award for the thing that's toughest to do, which is just to play a decent, uncomplicated person yeah. in a movie that is like so big. And where Taron Egerton, who I think is very, very good in the movie, he's has good. like so much to play. Yes. His job is to just stand there and kind of express concern and remain steady. Right. Yes. And he's so fucking which good. Which is he makes the it story so much more of interesting Bernie than Tauben. has any yeah. excuse to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jerry and Bob, we said scene of the year. I mean, that's just like a perfect one scene chaos. Wait, what are we I mean, that pick? scene is incredible. Under the Silver Lake. Under the Silver Lake. Right? I just yeah. like, yes. I'm like, is that perform? He is good. I can't deny I think that it. scene's the best scene in the movie. Of I think course. it's maybe the best scene of the year, but I also, I, I think that performance is doing a lot of work. I think there's something to the fact that it is a younger actor in old age makeup playing some weird maniacal sketch comedy old man yeah. rather than it being an actual old man. And I think that falls into the performance. I give him credit for I that. I watched Under the Silver Lake on a train back to uh, New York from Buffalo. And I, uh, I sometimes think it didn't happen. I sometimes feel sure. like it was an experience that I may have like dreamed. It's such an odd. It is an odd movie. Yeah. Odd movie. I watched it on a screener on a plane to Sundance last year yeah. and was kind of like, that didn't vibe for me. And then I saw it again with you and Alex yeah. at the Angelica had a much better time with it. It's better to see movies in theaters. Uh, can and I not just when you're stressed out on a plane. go one step back and give my two cents on the one I forgot to discuss, uh, Sophia Canedo and Wild Rose. You, you did already shout her out on a previous episode, but yes. I do. I just want to say my one sentence about her. We talk about this now, Rachel getting, not Rachel getting married, Ricky in the Flash episode. Mm-hmm. That the Audra McDonald scene, yeah. where there are all these interesting layers added because of the racial dynamics of it, mm-hmm. that you can't tell if that was written into the script, right. if that was just a smart casting choice, or if the actors bringing it all themselves. Yeah. And I think Sophia Canodo in Wild Rose is so fascinating because it is a film that in most cases by description would sound like a white savior movie. Sure, Most times you've seen that story. It is a rich, white, domesticated woman mm-hmm. reaching out the hand and giving a, a golden ticket to right. a person of color. Right. And the fact that the dynamics are flipped in that movie, and I feel like Sophia Akinoto plays the sort of nuance of that in every moment, mm-hmm. uh, is, is incredibly compelling and impressive to me. She's great. Yeah, yeah. she's great. I also love great that movie. Um, wait, I had one other thing I feel like I wanted to say. It's gone. Okay. Oh, no, just Pitt. He's supporting. He says, I carry your bags. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Very much the picture of being a good supporter. Yes. He was never in lead for me. He was always supporting. Yeah. And I just caught him because he's yeah. getting he's getting his moment. This yeah. You I want to defend uh, my Richard Schiff pick because I did catch an air of incredulity there. No, hey, not at all. I, I was just surprised. I endorsed. I, I, you endorsed. I don't like that movie. Uh, that much. I'm so okay. It's sort it. of, yeah, I'm okay. To, yeah. I'm okay to mixed on it, but no, I just hadn't thought about old Shiffy. Yeah. And I was surprised. That's my two cheap performance of the year. It's, it's one it's of the those just performances. Performance. It, God, it grew on me because I, you, the more you think about, or the more I think about Alfred Woodard's performance in that movie, which I really loved. Yeah. We'll talk about later. He's such an interesting mirror for her because he also is sort of like you see the strain yeah. of what this work that he's been doing has been putting on his life. And they're both sort of meeting at the middle from like opposite ends of the spectrum. And they don't ever like have a moment of like really like, you know, commiserating with mm-hmm. each other. But like you can tell 
that like, it's, you know, it's the same, it's the same sort of weight that's been on him. Hard agree. I think he's really, really Hard good. Hard agree. I'm glad he got shouted out. I feel less guilty about leaving him off my list. Yeah. It is one of two performances I've seen in the last two months that falls into. This is exactly what I want to age into doing as an actor. <laughs> nice. And it's Richard Schiff and Clemency and Joe Pantoliano and Bad Boys for Life. Nice. Right. Those are the two benchmarks I'm setting for the next 30 years of my career. Perfect. Pantoliano in Bad Boys for Life. Perfect. Is perfect. That's all I want to be. And he has a scene that any actor all the way up to Tom Cruise would be happy to be. Guess the horse. It's an incredible you scene. You got the Duke. Uh, you do have the Duke. All right, let's move on. Should we just move on to the acting category? Like the lead actors? Oh, wait, wait. Before we do, uh, the Blankies uh, made their pick. Oh, you got this too. So they did. They, they did, did gender neutral picks. So they picked 10 in supporting, 10 in actor. All right. But uh, in lead. But so yes. I will read their 10. Can I say this for t- just two seconds? Because I feel it's like this is a conversation. Ten. It's very hard to make the 10. It's a conversation that's increasing every year about like, are the the separated by gender categories going to fall by the wayside in our progressing yeah. culture? Yeah. And I think the thing is, at the end of the day, it is the most fun to nominate performances. Yes. You know, it is so much fun to do. You want to have more actors nominated than anything else. Right. Because it's the easiest thing to latch on to. Mm-hmm. And also the fear is always if you eliminate gender lines, then men are going to take over every category. That is my that is my fear. Now, for the Blankies, they pretty much maintain 50-50 parity. It was um, pretty close. They did. I mean, uh, the thing I will say is that the real problem is uh, winners, not nominees. The, the, the reason that yes. it'll probably never change right. is that you, you want two winners. Yeah. Um, but anyway, here are the supporting. You want four winners. That's what I mean. Right. But yeah, yes, two exactly. Um, you want, uh, so here are the um, supporting actors. Florence Pugh and Little Women. This is ranked, so I'll just read sorry, top to bottom. What was that name? Florence, Candace, LeBron, Bergen, James, <coughs> Pugh. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jennifer Lopez in Hustlers. Joe Pesci in The Irishman. Song King Home Parasite. Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. So those are all performances. Yeah. Shout it out. Also got Al Pacino in The Irishman. Solidarity. We've got Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Daniel Craig in Knives Out, who is a lead. I'm yeah, not I really can't. sure what's happening there. Yeah. Uh, you can say that Ana Darmas is sort of the lead of that movie. Sure, but so is He's Daniel Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie is about him realizing that... Even though he is bored of mystery solving, he is weirdly in on this person, which is what I love about <sighs> that movie. Really That's what that movie is yeah. about. The movie is at the like he figures it out really early on. Is yeah. he? Yeah. And, and then you know, and then he's just like, well, I'm the greatest detective. I guess I'll yeah. you know follow this thread because he has that whole speech where he's like. You know, it's a parabola. It always right. ends and I'm always there. And he's yeah. like, you know, he's Poirot, but bored. Right. And then at the end, he's like, here's the thing. I watched you not take the money. Yeah. You're yeah. a good person. Right. You shouldn't give them money. Yeah. yeah. And I think the twist at the end of Knives Out is that she probably is going to give them the money because as he says, she's a good person. Right. But it's in her. She's the boss. Yeah. Yeah, and she's always going to have that. Uh, Great takes all around. I'll throw out my take. I still just think this is award for the year performance most in need of facial hair. You want him to have a mustache? I or don't something? have any problems with anything Maybe he does sequel, as an actor. He can I think all of it's great. I just I hope he has a mustache. I, I want a little bit of distance from Daniel Craig in that performance visually. He has a, a, an emotional mustache. I feel like that's the problem. I keep on. It looks naked to me because yeah. I can feel him playing the mustache. Yeah, and I, I don't you. hold it against anyone in particular. Right, and yeah. I still love the movie, but I want that stash. Yeah. Um, and number stash. 10 was Parks of Diamond Parasite Jessica we stand yes cool. um, alright so let's move on should we, should did they we, have a winner 
Well, number one is Florence Pugh in this ranking. Cool. So my guess is she's yeah. the winner. Um, so should we move on to the lead actors the or lead do we want to do screenplays or I forget how we sort of bounce around here. Let's maybe do the two screenplays. Sure. Right? Fine. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, you go first. No, let me I almost make called sure. you a bitch, but I, didn't I decided, yeah. I decided <laughs> not to do that. Well, you know how I'm always going, bitch, yeah, like, yeah. you know, Jesse Pinkman, like, yeah. like a yes. fucking idiot. I need yeah. to be canceled. Yeah, don't cancel me, please. No, you're super canceled. Please don't cancel me. We should mention also, this first, 2020. first episode ever recorded at... Little nicer. This little is a little nicer. nicer. So you're in first works on. Oh, you're, oh, li- you're in on little nicer. I'm in on little nicer. Even though like it's it still lot. a pretty big apartment, pretty not big. to brag. And it's definitely a little nicer. That's the thing. Yeah. And Forky came up with that name. Shout out. Nice. And congrats again on your engagement to Forky. <laughs> Best original screenplay. Us. Uncut gems. Parasite. The souvenir. And high flying bird. Do I do I bird? That's a good pick. Thank you. Do I do adapted as well? Do we want to talk about these ten together? Yeah, adapted screenplay: Little Women, Doctor Sleep, Hustlers, Toy Story Four, and Glass. Glass. Yes. All right. A Griffin pick. I do. Uh, It is a bit of an odd divide this year, but anyway, Joe, go ahead. Adapted screenplay is pretty thin for me, so I'll start with a little thin, little thin. Um, Original screenplay: Booksmart, Knives Out, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Marriage Story, and Parasite. And then in adapted, Griffin mentioning Toy Story Four actually changes mine uh, a little bit. Um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Hustlers, Little Women, Loose, and Toy Story Four. Hell's yeah! What did it knock out? It was going to be Jojo Rabbit. Ah, Jojo. I feel really proud right now. Very good. I guess it counts as adapted. Sequels are always tricky, but Sequels are adapted. Um, That's why Glass is adapted, too. Original screenplay for me. Mm -hmm. The Souvenir, Parasite, Mm -hmm. Knives Out, Mm -hmm. Marriage Story, Mm -hmm. The Farewell. Mm -hmm. One of the toughest categories of the year for me. There are a lot of very good good candidates. Exactly. Can I just say, uh, uh, just as a disclaimer, it's just my thing. I couldn't figure out how to do it without feeling uncomfortable. I I removed uh, Farewell and Her Smell from consideration all categories this year. I'm definitely, I can't do Alex's movies. He's my actual friend. That's it. I'm not pretending that Lulu's a friend, but she was on the show at Chanks of Feel where Alex is actually a friend. In an alternate reality, her smells in like six categories. Yeah. But I also saw it like a year and a half ago. Yeah. And didn't know him too well and couldn't put it in. Well, shout out Lulu, because you're my winner this year. All right. Uh, Original uh, adapted screenplay. Little Women, Hustlers, The Report, Transit, Mm. and The Irish Man. Hmm. Nice. And my winner there is Little Women. Uh, my winner adapted is Little Women. Which is a great piece of adaptation. I mm-hmm. really yeah. love it as a piece uh, of adaptation. My, ori- my winner in original is Parasite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pretty good winner. Yeah. Those are my winners. My winner in adapted is Little Women. My winner in original is prob- actually, I think, Knives Out. Well. Uh, really Knives Out is a great screenplay. Yeah. Uh, I mean. Uh, yeah. Little, little Women is just like, it, it's it's uh, the best argument for the art of adaptation that's what i'm saying it's yeah. just it's a unique piece of it's adaptation. such a yes. specific yep. singer not the song look at one art one artist can do with the thing you absolutely. think you already know as well as you possibly that's could absolutely it. Yeah. um dr sleep i just love that that movie is both about someone Who wrote it 
I, I think Flanagan did, right? Yeah. Did he co-write it? I mean, he I definitely wrote it. it. Look it up. I don't know if he has a co-writer, but I think that movie is so smart operating on a meta level, more so than any other Lega sequel about both like a child of an infamous movie character yeah, living with himself. that shadow yeah. and a filmmaker living with the shadow of the film yeah. that they are sequelizing yeah. and the weirdness, attention between the King book and the Kubrick movie and who the author is of that thing. I think that script is really, really fucking smart. It, it addresses the conflict between Stephen King and what he didn't like about the Kubrick movie. Yes. Really well and really intelligently and really sort of like keeps a balance of it, but like brings uh-huh. back all that stuff that was, that was changed from the book. Yeah. That like King sort of like, it sort of ripped the guts out of the story that he was telling, which he's not wrong. Like Kubrick's movie is Kubrick's movie. It's, you know, it's its own thing and it should be its own thing and it's great. But like, I kind of don't blame Stephen King for like hating Stephen. No, an impossible task to go like, I'm going to try to thread the needle and make something that is both very much a sequel to the Kubrick movie and very much a sequel to Stephen King's book. Yes. And an adaptation of a sequel to a book that is different. It's a lot of, it's a lot of moving parts. It's it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of plates to keep spinning. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. And, and I just, I'll, I'll quickly say, Toy Story 4 falls into this weird thing of like Frozen 2 and uh, Rise of Skywalker, mm. which are movies that feel like nine months before they came out, they threw out the entire screenplay and started over from scratch. And Frozen and uh, Skywalker totally feel like that. Toy Story 4 is the one that had least reason to exist. Who wrote Toy I was Story most 4? fearful of. The final credit is Stephanie Folsom and Andrew Stanton. Mm. I have had people slip me earlier drafts from different writers over the many failed attempts at making Toy Story 4, including the previous yeah. Laster versions, all of which I read were insulting and disastrous and had me totally freaked out about this movie. And I think they kind of pulled off a miracle that the film works as well as it does. Uh, two things about that. One, Frozen 2 is great and I loved it. And oh, should have been nominated. Joe. Frozen 2 got no credit for being as like perfectly calibrated queer storytelling as it is without being allowed to have that character be like within the constraints of what Disney had for them, which was, we can't let this character be canonically queer to like, they're like, okay, well then we're just going to have her running through an ice tunnel and like spread, like, Tossing aside like these phalluses made of ice. Like you were describing whole, the one scene in that movie I it's like. So good. And, and that it, like, scene I think pulls and off I, that. And it maybe makes me forget about all the other things about the movie that are kind of uh, that are like rote. Yes. But I don't think they're I think they're at worst paint by numbers. And I think at its best, that movie is really, really like invest itself into the Elsa character in a way that I was very, very happy with. I think there is fifteen percent of that movie that really successfully does what you're saying. Yeah. And it's really cogent and is what I want out of a sequel. And the remaining 85% is like watching someone else play a really bad game of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> it is so needlessly dense. It has so many fucking elements. It has so many conflicting storylines. Like I, guess, I, 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 I get guess, the yeah. one line of the Elsa thing when it's jamming, it's jamming. Yeah. And the rest of the movie had me going crazy. Yeah, I I don't care about their grandparents. I don't care. Whatever. Frozen <laughs> 2. Show yourself. Um, it's not like... Uh, anyway, the show yourself was the better song too. It should have been a, not the one. Uh, that I, I yeah. find Bird. I just want to say most fun dialogue of the year is just a, a yeah. beautifully literate, great. very wordy, so great. Movie. That was a, a late cut for me. That's right, a but great. that's like I mean, that's like uh, you know, a, a spoken musical. Yeah. It's just great to watch those actors run around with that dialogue. Let me, let me give you the blanky 
um, picks uh, original screenplay, Parasite, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Uncut Gems. Yeah. Adapted Little Women, The Irishman, Hustlers, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Just giving you the, the picks. Um, I, look, uh, the, the exact reason I give Parasite my award for best original screenplay is the exact reason I'm terrified of the idea of him doing this HBO show. Because he's saying it's based around all the scraps of backstory that he built out and didn't have time to put in the movie. And I think that movie is so great for just how fucking lean and economic it is. Sure. And how many things are implied but aren't really delved so into. So it's how still many going to still have to, to do with the characters? It's not going to be like an anthology? Unclear. of like I think I still have hopes that he's going to pull out something of an – if not like a legitimate anthology but something that is sort of like what Watchmen was for Watchmen. You know I what would I mean? be happy if it was that. And I think the reason we don't know yet is because he does not know. I think and I'm, I'm happy to let him sort of like figure it out. You know I think I mean? they said, would you want to make a TV show? And he said, why not? And they announced it immediately. Yeah. He has put no further thought into it yeah. outside of knowing he Who has knows? a notebook of cut. Threads. Right, right, right. All right. Let's move on to lead actor, or actress. Who do you want to go for? We did, Let's do actor first because yeah. we did actress. Let's I go. think actress is like the. I don't know. Actress is my most exciting category. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. So let's do actor. David, you're going first. I'm going first. And this is actor. Yep. Yes. Best actor. Mm-hmm. Yes. Adam Sandler and uncut gems, mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio in once upon a time in Hollywood, mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas in pain and glory, mm-hmm. Andre Holland in high flying bird nice. and Mark Ruffalo in dark waters. He just missed. Great he was, night. he was a late cut hunchback of West Virginia. Yes. <laughs> He's so great in that movie. Bulldog Drummond himself. <laughs> it's just an absolutely incredible performance. Yeah. That, you know, that now I feel like some people are talking about, I do want to proudly say that I shout out Dark Water so hard in an episode, in I think Philadelphia episode, which we recorded yeah. long before it came out. You were, where you I were literally like, tip. no one's going to say, like, yeah. praise <laughs> it. It's going to vanish and it's so good. And it has literally had that arc. Yeah, and already people it. have this sort of like, wait, why didn't we pay attention to this movie? I had, uh, Scott Tobias wrote about that right. on, uh, on Vulture. I had a great time with that movie. It, I only give it one word, which we'll get to later. I do think it is the movie two years from now. I will most be perplexed that I didn't put it in most categories. Yeah. It's just such a fucking enjoyable movie. I still want to know what he was doing with Anne Hathaway's character. That's the only thing I still want uh, to know. D- didn't get to that. Yeah. Incomplete. Yes. Incomplete great. I think that's right. All right. My- and I think Anne Hathaway took that role because, of course, it was tax deductible. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, but good business is good Any business. Any performance in Dark Waters is tax deductible. <laughs> All right. Mine for best actor are Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Yeah. Daniel Craig for Knives Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver for Marriage Story, Mm. and Brad Pitt for Ad Astra. I can't believe. So close. If you had asked me to pick which one of you, wow. Yeah. My best actor is Adam Sandler in Uncut Gems, Eddie Murphy in Dolomite is My Name, Tom Burke in The Souvenir, Keanu Reeves in John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum. Oh, yeah. And you gave a very impassioned right? defense. Right, so I'm not going to go over it again. Yeah. I just think it's the Which fucking, episode do you remember? I don't remember. I don't it might have been on a Patreon. I can't remember. No, no, no it, it was, was main a, feed. It was on a main feed. It was main feed. feed. Yeah. It was, we were doing box office game. It was maybe Lion King. Wait, I don't know. Who was before Keanu? Uh, Eddie Murphy, Keanu, Tom Burke. Tom Burke and the Superman. Adam Sandler. And my fifth nominee and my winner is Paul Walter Hauser and Richard Jewell. Right. Wow. I, knew, I knew he was your winner. I knew he was winner. Very good performance in my opinion. He is my winner. It is so much everything I love in a performance. As much as I talk about my favorite thing being someone playing an uncomplicated, kind person well, my biggest pet peeve is actors playing 
dumb people, yeah. quote unquote, or simple people or dorky people, uh-huh. you know, uncool people with a sense of judgment. Uh-huh. And especially for this movie and especially for how often Clint Eastwood does not calibrate performance as well. And you look at the complete catastrophe that is everything surrounding the Olivia Wilde character, yes. the amount of nuance that Paul Walter Hauser brings to the film, I think single handedly transforms it. Uh, and I, I think it is incredible that you understand exactly who this guy is. He is never playing it with any sense of judgment at every moment. You are understanding why he's making the decisions, acting the way he is saying the things he's saying. And also just like hiding under your chair in discomfort going like, please don't fuck yourself over like this. Yeah. I think, I think it's a beautiful performance. I think, I think you're a beautiful performance. I think I, ex- I think I disagree. Wow. But maybe not because of his performance. I think the thing about uh, Richard Jewell for me is so much of it is Eastwood being like they they crack down on this guy because of the way he looked. And they decided that that his profile uh-huh. made him the right suspect. So they railroaded him. Well, I'm, I was going to correct you. And how they awful. didn't crack down on him. They railroaded him. Yes. They railroaded the kid. Um, And how unjust that is. Sure. And then Eastwood seems to be like, but also get a load of this fucking guy. Totally. And that's maybe why I respect the performance so much. Yeah. Because he is both hitting the necessary comedic beats to be in line with everything Eastwood is doing and also playing the guy with so much emotional integrity. It is weird, though. Like, did you listen to the DJA podcast with Clint? No. Who interviewed Um, him? Scott Cooper, I think, which oh, right down the middle. Yeah, okay. um, but um, but like, we're it, it, he always has the same answer. Why'd you why you know why'd you hire yeah. this guy? Well, he just you know, looks like him, you know. Like it, it's, it's, <laughs> he sure. always loves their look. It's always right. like they just have. He did the an look. audition. He got a straight offer. He like was shown a picture of him right. and was like, oh, wow. interesting. Yeah, because it was originally going to be Jonah Hill. Anyway, right. which um, I don't think it works if it's Jonah Hill. I mean, I was like playing not. the game. Although, I was just like, I love Jonah Hill as an actor, but I was playing the game and I was like, I don't know if there's anyone else who could pull this off. No, I think you're right there. And it's, I mean, such an interesting story, such an interesting character. Yeah. I was just really blown away by every micro and macro decision he made. Um, all right. Uh, did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. My winner is Antonio. That is my performance this year. That's your, your one. It just great. absolutely He's ruined so me. Yeah. And I love him as an actor. And like, and it's a tough year because like, I think obviously Sandler is wonderful in Uncle Gems. I think Leo is like yeah. close to career best it's, in it's once pretty, upon a time. It's maybe yeah. my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio performance. I am not usually I mean, a fan. You know, he's no federal marshal, but like right. it is pretty <laughs> fuck good. Yeah, it's it's it was a great, really great performance of his. Banderas, I will always have close to my heart because I saw Pain and Glory. Uh, I saw an early sort of screening of it pre 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 uh, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, walked out of that screening and the cats trailer had dropped. Wow. And so literally I'm in like the hallway outside of this watching the cats trailer on my phone, Mm -hmm. trying not to like freak out, even though I'm like freaking out. Sure. And I have to like go find the schnippers like around the corner. Cause I'm like, I'm like bought a meal and sat down with it just so I'd like sit and experience We've the cat trailer. We've all been there processing mm-hmm. the cat trailer at Schnippers. Mm-hmm. And so like that and Pain and Glory have been like wrapped up sure. in my head. Like the weirdly peak of twinned. your year. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you say you're a winner? I didn't. Mine's Adam Driver for, Mar- for Marriage Story. Good performance. I think he's so phenomenal in that. I think he's so, for his, I think a f- the big reason why a lot of people think that movie is slanted towards him 
is because he's so good I agree. in it that like you, your sympathies sort of like go to him. And I think she's because of that, not totally up to the challenge. Oh, I, I think she's good, but I she's not she's, on his level. I think good. she's not on his level. Really good. But that's my, I, I pretty much agree with. I that. think the problem people have that movie is they don't understand that she has lived her complete arc when the movie begins. You've mentioned this to yes. me before. And I, I, I'm I with you on that. I still just think he is such a specific lightning in a bottle performer. Yeah. He's a great actor. I mean, of course, he, it's a very dynamic performance. He's very obviously in tune with Bombac. Like, you know, they obviously have it's such an a interesting culmination of the decade for him, too. Hell yeah. Which maybe I'll get to soon. All right. So my winner was Antonio. Who's your, your winner is Paul. Your winner is Adam. Yes. All right. Uh, let's move on to best actress. Griffin, you go for it. Best Actress. My nominees are Lapita Nyong'o in Us, Jesse Buckley in Wild Rose, Alfrey Woodard in Clemency, Adele Anel, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Naomi Merlant, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Those ladies are on fire. The, both of them, literally you mentioned and metaphorically on fire. Show. Everything's on fire. Um, mine are Elizabeth Moss, her smell. I am under no such constraints. Sure. Uh, yep. Fair. Elizabeth Moss for her smell, Lupita Nyong'o for us, Mary Kay Place for Diane, Florence Pugh in Midsommar, mm. oh, double P. and Alfre Woodard in Clemency. So I have I have a lot of crossover with you, Griffin. I've got Lupita Nyong'o in us. I've got She's Jesse Buckley in Wild Rose. Mm-hmm. I have Adele Anno in Hanel, mm-hmm. in Portrait of a Lady on Fire. I also have Ana de Armas in Knives Out. Nice. And Zhao Tao in Ash is Purist. Nice. Point. A very David pick. Very good pick. Yeah, very, I, that's what I mean by very David. <laughs> David means good. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. And uh, my winner is Jesse Buckley. Wow. She really has been all year. And that yeah. was such a surprise movie and performance for me. I rewatched it recently. Had a great old time. Uh, she's a goddamn star. Uh, Joe, my winner is Elizabeth Moss. I, the, I as I got out of her smell, I was my literal thought was, it's going to take a lot to beat that performance for mm-hmm. Best Actress for me, and nothing did. It's it's so the the high wire act of that, where it's going to be, I'm going to be so aggressively unpleasant to you for like the bulk of this movie. I'm going to dare you to look away. I'm going to dare you to not like me. And like, still it makes good on all of its promises. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's so good. My, my winner in a squeaker is Lapita. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, she's, very she's good. just edging out Adela Hanel. Yeah. Who is maybe a little bit cut by a, a split vote within the sections of my brain. With yeah. her co-star. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but I, I think she is so incredibly good, but Lapita is just, I, I gotta give her the edge on just a technical level. That is such an impressive skill piece performance in every way. Yeah. The fact that both performances are equally riveting when one is so much showier than the other. Yeah. Um, she's just great. And I fucking love that movie. Let me give you the blankie picks. Number one, Adam Sandler, uncut gems, Adam driver, marriage story, Lapita Nyong'o, us, Florence Pugh, Midsommar, Aquafina, the farewell. Mm-hmm. Leo, mm-hmm. Brad Pitt, Nat Astra, Anna de Armas, Antonio Banderas, and then a tie between Elizabeth Moss and Scarlett Johansson. So I guess they got 11 out of 10 I guess, there. Yeah. I know this is the exact opposite of what their intention was, but Lupita was number two on that list. Three. And who was number two? Driver. So ostensibly. This is what I'm saying. You could say that Lupita 
and Adam Sandler are the winners. Sure. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Q was number one in supporting. Who was the highest ranked male Pitt. in supporting? Pitt. Okay. Just so I know that was what they didn't want to do. Sure. But just for my own mental Rolodex. All right. Sure. sure. Okay. Um. So yeah, actresses. Weird year. Weird year. I don't have any of the Oscars nominees. No, Um, I feel like that was the one category where I think the Oscars let me down the most. I I I mean, I I like Saoirse a lot. I love Saoirse. I I guess she'd be my winner of those. She would have been a high runner up for me. She's almost screwed by how consistently good she's become. Yes. And how much she is serving the movie in that. Yeah, well, I mean, she's just getting right to Winslet territory. She'll be at five before she's 30. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's tough to make the five. She's going to do it before 30. Yeah. One assumes. Man, if I could only make the five before 30. I mean, she's number one. She's jumped up to no. Number one on Griff's pasta dinner list. I'll say that. And I'm not going to harp on it, but I'll say that. Um, yeah. Uh, Alfred Woodard Clemency is the go to. Can you believe that no one picked this pick? I mean, I, I, I realize she's great in the movie and she's, you know, one of the best actresses alive. Agreed. And the obvious thing is she's got that fucking showstopper technical skill piece. Yeah. Long shot at the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of just stunning. But I, the thing that pushes that performance over the edge for me. The way she plays the drunk scenes is yes. incredible. It is yeah. some of the best drunk acting I've ever seen. She's yeah. a good it's drunk the only guy. time I've seen someone play drunkenness as this is the only thing that opens me up to being able to actually process my emotions. Right. Yeah. 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 It's it's a really that's oh, so good. She's so good. Yeah. It's it's the thing that surprised me the most about, about Alfred Woodard is we all kind of love her. I don't know how they couldn't have like taken that ball and run with it. Like no it's Christmas. They fucked it up. Yeah. yeah. I think it's neon just didn't have the bandwidth to with parasite being a I always forget about that angle to it. That's totally yeah. right. Neon did the right thing. Neon had their best picture horse yeah. and they yeah. put all of their money Correct. on that and they should have. Right. And they, they were justly rewarded for it. So yeah. And I, I think punting portrait of a lady to February was a really smart decision. Well, they, well their hand was forced commercially. by France. Yes. <laughs> My only question is, should they have just not even done the qualifying run and released it next year if they knew it wasn't going to be? Right. They had to do the qualifying run because it was like already critics had already decreed that a 2019. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and it is a 20 whatever. It you is. know, um, no, I do think they they I do think they should have released Clemency in like October. They yeah. acquired they, they that they film in January. You can't release that movie that late. It's too big of an ask for people. With, yeah, yeah, with it having started with a truncated dance. season. It's, but it's you know, this is Oscar, you know, know. Yeah. inside baseball. Yeah. But it's yeah. Um all right. I mean, okay. are we moving on to director? I are think, there any technicals we, we want to do? I, mean, I feel like we usually fill those in yeah, after we'll right, director we, and yeah, okay. yeah. director. Shout out a couple of My things. director is Celine Shama. Shama. Mm-hmm. In Por- Portrait of a Lady on Fire. She's mm-hmm. not in it. She made it. Joanna Hogg for The Souvenir. The Safdie Brothers for Uncut Gems. Tarantino for Once Upon a Time. And Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Nice. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it's a good list. I agree. <laughs> I've got Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Marielle Heller for uh, It's a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Ryan Johnson for Knives Out, Greta Gerwig for Little Women, and Lorraine Scafaria for Hustlers. My yeah. best director, I have Joanna Hogg for The Souvenir, Celine Shiama for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Jennifer Kent for The Nightingale, nice. Jordan Peele for Us, Bong Joon Ho for Parasite. Very nice. Very nice. I mean, for me, it's always my top five, pretty much. 
Yeah. It's my five with one exception, which you'll see and all makes sense. Sure. I think, yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe I can't talk about that until I talk about my top 10, but, um, let me, let me see who the blankies picked as well. Yeah. My winner is Celine. I don't know who your winners are. Mine is Bong Joon-ho. Mine is pretty Bong good. Yeah, well, he was number yeah. one for them as well. And then you got Greta Gerwig, the Safdie brothers, Martin, Scorsese, who's uh, up guy, and coming. Yeah, I think it's pronounced uh, and Celine, Scorchese. and uh, and Celine. Um, but Bong cool. was their winner. All right. It's time, guys. It's time, guys. Best picture time. Yep. It's All best right. picture time. It's time, guys. It's best picture time. <laughs> it's time, guys. It's best picture time. Are we going from 10 to 1 up? No. 1 to 10. 1 to 10? Yeah. I think okay. 10 to one always just sounds weird, but everyone, well, you know what? I leave it to you. I might go 10 to one, go to 10 to one, but just let's all just do them independently. We can't yes. do it all. No, 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 we won't right. do that. Yeah, that, that, was was that was a disaster. That was a disastrous thing that's ever happened on this podcast. And I've done so many bad things on this podcast. <laughs> okay. My number 10th best picture of the year is M night Shyamalan's glass. My number nine is high flying bird. It's a good one. Number eight, John wick chapter three parabellum. Number seven, Uncut Gems. Number six. Wait, did I fuck this up? I fucked this up. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yep, okay. Number six, The Nightingale. Number five, Toy Story 4. I, to, I've, I fucked this up somehow mathematically. Okay. I'm going to let you guys jump ahead. I put 11 down here. I need to figure this out. All right. All right. Figure it out. I can, I can vamp for us. Yeah. All right. My top 10 for best picture of 2019. Number 10, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number nine, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Number eight, The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Number seven, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Number six, Her Smell. Number five, Hustlers. Number four, Knives Out. Number three, Marriage Story. Number two, Little Women. Number one, Parasite. My 10. Number 10, Ashes Pierce White. Number nine, Dark Waters. Number eight, The Irishman. Number seven, The Farewell. Number six, The Ad Astra. Number five, The Uncut Gems. Number four, The Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number three, The Parasite. Number two, Souvenir. And number one, Portrait of Lady on I like this list of best pictures as Seinfeld episode titles. <laughs> the one where there's a farewell. Do friends version. The one where there are dark waters. The one there where their knives are out. Yeah. Knives out was close for me. Little women, us, Peter Lou, pain and glory. Those are all sort of like hovering. Yeah. Hovering. The best movies of this year were really good. Yeah. I had a very good year. I really like everything in my like top, like 30 to 40. Anyway, go on Griffin. Yeah. Griffin figured it out. I think I figured it out. Okay. I put 11 down by accident. You said that. Yes. Uh, I, I think John Wick chapter three is the one that gets cut out. All right. I believe my list. This makes sense now. Go ahead. Should be glass. Number 10 high flying bird. Number nine uncut gems. Number eight Irishman. Number seven nightingale. Number six toy story Four. number five portrait uh, souvenir three portrait of a lady on fire. You missed four. Portrait, souvenir four. Portrait of a Lady on Fire three. Us two. Parasite one. Right. You know. You know what you have to do is put little numbers. Next I did to it, that. but my, I <laughs> fucked it up. I fucked everything up. All right. Let me give you the blankies. Okay. Okay. Right. Number ten. Midsummer. Number nine. Portrait. Number eight. Farewell. Number seven. Once upon a time. Number six. Marriage story. Number five. Irishman. Number four. Knives out. Number three. Uncut gems. Number two. Little women. Number one. Parasite. Yeah. Parasite's the king. Parasite's the king. It's what good a good to be movie the king. That was. 
Remind me what, what the two of you movie. picked because I was stressing out over my, my number ranking. one is Portrait of Leo. And your that has been the movie yeah. for yeah. me yeah. all year. Yeah. It rules. It's my number three, despite me saying multiple different things at different <laughs> points in time. Parasite, Us, Portrait, Souvenir, Toy Story, Nightingale, Irishman, Uncut Gems, High Flying Bird, Glass. That's so my list in order. Nightingale took the end of the, the list by storm for you. By, uh, it did. It did. And uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but uh, Fr- Franchise Aisling, the lead actress in that, yeah. would easily you, you make the year. You got her name year. backwards. Aisling Franceschi, whatever. Uh, yes. Yeah, I believe it's you pronounced Ashley. Like Aisling is like Ashley. Sure. I, 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 it is a tough, it's an Irish name. Yeah, I think that's uh, the best movie of the year that I would never recommend to anybody. Uh-huh. It is so fucking punishing, but it's I love Jennifer Kent. Yeah. She's it's like a discovery of the decade for me. Um, yeah, like that film a lot. I think it's very uncompromising. Uh, I think Josh Cooley did a very good job with Toy Story 4, but it was very hard because there were so many hands at different points on that movie to yeah. give him a director nomination. Yeah. Right. That's one of the, you right. know, 60 or 70 but best But otherwise, it's my top four. And Toy Story 4 was maybe my most pleasant surprise of the I, year I, for me. As you know, Griffin, you were, I had a great time watching Toy Story 4. And you were so ready to shit on it. I certainly was. And I have it 45th. And would you like to guess what's above it and what's below it? I mean, it? actually rude. I'm not, I wasn't expecting it to make the 10, but actually It made rude. the 50. It should make the 20. No. But can you guess what's right above it? Can I guess what's right above it? No. I mean, what the fuck? Why am I even asking you this? <laughs> let me, wait, let me guess. Sure. If he nails this, I'm going to fucking flip. Yeah, that's true. This is number 44. Number 44 on the Sims list. <laughs> number 44 on the Sims list. I think... Is can you give me one tiny hint? The tiniest of hints. Very, very famous director. Very famous director. I don't know. I can give you more hints. I'm blank. Really slowing down the give episode. Give me one more now. hint. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, you you gave it an award. I gave it an award. Like right, you know, in in the in our awards here. It was one of your winners. Us? No. Uh, no, us very high for me. Us yeah. 12th. Okay. Richard Jewell. Oh, okay. Ah. And then right below it, the that. two popes. Got those popes right Got below those popes. it. Kind of rude. <laughs> what? Kind of rude? Kind of rude to Forky. But I understand you're a little biased to the Forky connection at this point. So can't put uh, I want to shout out some underrated movie. I mean, Ad Astra is a movie that is sort of, it was six for me. Like yeah. that is a, a Titanic movie. Yeah. I really love Brad in it. So I think good. it's an accessible so performance from him. I sort of gave him my one nomination over sure. yeah. once just yeah uh you know dark waters i already shouted out already ashes purest white if no one's seen it has only grown for me i've seen it three times i'm not great at saying uh, chinese name pretty i'm pretty close. good yeah. would yell at me i mean forky um <laughs> forky who is speaks fluent mandarin um and uh peter lou is another one of those like get peter around lou. to it guys it will be yeah. a, that dark water zone where people didn't be get like, into yeah. uh, get around to peter lou diane and i feel like there's one other big one i wanted to see before Did you see the malik I which saw i really like i gotta see the malik i, yeah, I liked a lot i, I really i did too i mean and he's one of my all-time mount rushmore directors and I was so ready for this to be the full force comeback for me. And I liked a lot about it. And I never crossed over into love. Whereas I have been so out on him for so long. Yeah. That I'm I'm looking forward to this bringing me back to the fold. It was on my, like high on my list of screeners to see. And then I was expecting it to get a cinematography nomination. Mm-hmm. And it didn't. And so then it sort of like got shoved down to the 
to the bottom of the pile of stuff I had to see. So. It is definitely good. I just kind of wanted to be knocked back in a way I haven't been since New World. Um, yeah. I really love Synonyms, uh, which is another Synonyms sort of underseen. Yeah. I really love Transit, which I did give a screenplay yeah. nomination. And um, I do once again want to shout out Triple Frontier, the fucking like <laughs> cable rewatchable sure. movie of the century is absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to watch it again. Uh, and no one talks about, no one even remembers that it exists, but it rules. I'm going to go open a window. It's getting hot. In here. Okay. Yeah. Um, can I give out the putters and murmurs this Can year? I just, before we go away from best picture. Yeah. If anybody there listening hasn't seen last black man in San Francisco, it's so, I think that one really went so underrated this year. And this, this really? is what I find so That's fascinating about the arc of last black man in San Francisco, which I liked and didn't love, but, yeah. but loved a lot of elements. Me too. Yeah. I would say Great if score. we're going to shout out a couple, one that, of that the best scores of the year, if not the best score of the year. It's my score of the year, yeah. right? And I think because we had to prep our decade as well, we're not going to do as many technical categories. We're just going to shout out a couple things. Yeah. That was one I had prepped. That's best music year. No yeah. question. Hands down. Listen totally. to that soundtrack all the time. Um, I think uh, uh, Jonathan Majors is like probably the next big dude. He's wonderful. He is so transfixed. He was in, in my 10 for supporting actor. Um, we nominated him at the Gothams. I feel like it was really hot coming it was not that hot coming out of Sundance. Then when the trailer started playing, people were like, oh shit, this looks amazing. Yeah. Then it felt kind of muted when it came out. And then I feel like it's bumped up again end of year. A lot of people standing. It's a movie it. that some so. people I think are just very, yeah. like you, like are very, yeah. you know, passionate about it. has, it's a very passionate. It's, good. it's such a good mood movie. Like I love a good mood movie. I, I forgot like to shout out Alita. Jesus Christ. Oh, Alita Battle Angel? Well. Biggest eyes. Biggest eyes. Yeah. Wait, but um, wait, Putters and Murmurs. I had a good one this year. Who, who, I who think there's you? a slam dunk winner. I didn't have any Putters and Murmurs contenders this year. I've been waiting for it to come to me during our discussion. Oh, wait a second. Fuck. I, I'm now with the pressure blanking on the name and I know the fucking name and give me one second. Okay. Well, obviously Stole something else. One. Well, okay. Well, I'm just going to talk about a few putters and murmurs that are obvious. Okay. One, Bill Camp in Dark That's Waters. Just I'm absolutely sorry. outrageous. Oh I blinked on Camp Just a whirlwind. Camp's the winner. Camp's the winner. But listen, Camp, it's like LeBron's 2012-2013 season if LeBron yeah. was only trying to win putters Correct. and murmurs. Like, it's, it's like he the, heard the podcast. It's a naked campaign, but it for putters and murmurs. Exactly. But that's yeah. my winner. For some I reason, I was say, blanking. I want to say a few other things. One, yeah. the Irishman could be. I know it's actually called. I heard you paint houses, but it could be called Putters and Murmurs. I heard you Putters and Murmurs. Two. Let me let me let me see some other. I mean, look, <laughs> Cooper is close. He's not quite a murmurer. In, in Little Women. Oh, 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 Chris yes. Cooper. The bowl of soup? Your bowl of soup winner? But he's also, you know, uh, he, he never quite murmurs. He's yeah. a little too. No, he's, 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 he's here, here. stammers K, and weepers. One thing. Kay Callan in Knives Out as Grandmama oh. or whoever she was. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Barely yeah. putters. Barely yeah. putters. Pretty Lots of stationary. A lot of murmurs. But Kay Callan, who played Ma Kent on yeah. Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman. Oh, wow. Yeah. Shout out to Kay Callan. I want to just keep bragging that I know who that actress is and that I remember sure. her name. Uh, she was good. I'm trying to think of other person. Well, let me say also. The old guy who gets his face bastion in Midsommar. Oh, sure. <laughs> Putters his way right off of that cliff. Doesn't he not? Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that Defoe, and this may ne never be a category again. He's not murmuring. No, he's not. Okay. He, <laughs> no, I'll tell you what he wins. He wins the Toots and Poots Award this year. Yeah, he did toot a lot. <laughs> he's tooting and pooting. I mean, on, on that pipe. honestly, look, ben, Banderas and Pain and Glory is, is sort of in that zone. Yeah. Uh, this is why I didn't give De Niro Putters and Murmurs, because De Niro wins the Mark Wahlberg Award for the year, which is Will a movie into existence, produce it, 
play the lead role maybe as well as you've ever played anything or at least played anything in a long time. And everybody else gets nominated. Yeah, yeah. You just serve the fucking film, Wahlberg and the Fighter. Yeah. You get your nomination only for picture. Yeah. You get your producer nomination. The quiet hero of the film. The quiet hero. He's so good in that movie. Uh, he is very good in that movie. I am just sort of like searching around to see if there's someone I forgot. Yeah. Uh, I do a Jordan Peele existential uh, carnival based horror film. Yeah. Of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's Definitely. a tie between us and Toy Story 4. He is in it. It's a tie. <laughs> he is in it. I'm sorry. It's a tie. Um, I don't know who's going to win next year, but this year it was a tie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, you never know who's going to win next year. Existential Carnival film. Uh, I, I guess I'm, I, I just, I have this feeling that I'm forgetting one person. Yeah. I feel like but, I had uh, some other joke awards that I'm exactly. forgetting now. But maybe not. Joe, do you have any? Well, I mean, like, yeah, are there any like so for me, score, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, wanted to shout out. Um, shout well, out. Uncut Gems is a great score. Yeah. Last Black Man in San Francisco. I do think they plot was very locked in for little women. Mm-hmm. I do yes. think um, Mika Levy remains, uh, yeah. you know, a, sort of a must hear composer and her work on Manos is incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I liked the dueling scores in Marriage Story. I like my Randy. I did. I liked. Mm-hmm. I, did I like really that. like his dueling scores. Yeah, mm-hmm. dueling banjos. But you know, Randy's celebrities. Randy's on his uh, on his game. But what, what other good score? And Parasite has a really good score. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> this is. I'm, I'm. I'll admit. I'm like stealing. This is like a very MTV Movie Awards category. Let's hear it. It's but has a great score. Gnarliest supervillain. Okay. Oh. Okay. Ready. Uh, uh, Thanos in Endgame. Sure. Uh, Pennywise in It Chapter 2. Sure. Uh, Ricky T in Retired Bit. Sure. Mm. Uh, the actual bomber in Richard Jewell. Right. And, uh, of course, Olivia Wilde and Richard Jewell. And the winner is Olivia yes. Wilde and Richard Jewell. The greatest intergalactic supervillain of all time. Wow. The part her that- performance, it was very, it was very dialed up. It was interesting. It was my, an interesting choice by her. My favorite thing about that- <laughs> thing in Richard Jewell is... I should have said McCavity and Cats rather than the bomber in <laughs> Richard Jewell. I kind of fucked up my own joke. Uh, right. I mean, McCavity's McKellen and Cats also go for putters. Oh, yes. I mean, I mean, McKellen in almost anything these days. As, I mean, he was the original winner for Mr. Holmes. He obviously. Yeah, he had a little bit of a spring in his step with... Uh, That's why. The, the good does. liar. He, he, does. Does. he does. He does a little oh, bit of enunciating Oh, I'm, cats. Seeing, I'm, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Best um, Cat of the Railway Train goes to Skimbleshanks, Skimbleshanks this year. Finally. It does. It does. It does. It does. It does. All those years of handing out best cat of the, the best cat of the railway train um, was a, a very very tough year i mean anthony hopkins is trying really hard in the two posts but i heard they cut out all of his cat of the railway train material <laughs> right that's true <laughs> that was a whole sub but arc best orange soda in a film does go to the two posts. best um uh, actor playing a pope who says hey that's my pizza yeah. is uh anthony hopkins yes absolutely. it's 306 I realize I'm six minutes late to the Fast and Furious live stream. Oh I'm hoping they didn't open with the trailer. I don't think I have they to did. Imagine Twitter, the Twitter is not alive. Okay. Twitter's not them. alive with uh, with Buzz for that. <sighs> Another uh, here worst. Here's my worst putters and murmurs. Oh, okay. And this is I'm sorry to say it. Uh-oh. Meryl Streep in the laundromat. Stop it. <sighs> I don't like her in that mode. Yeah. I don't like her in the mode she's in when she's like sort of doing her slightly haunted like older lady thing that sure. she's doing. She's also puttering and murmuring in Little Women, to be honest. She, she is. Which yes. is more, she's fun. It's that. not you quite know, she's murmuring. Fun. She's no, getting, right, she's right, getting right. her point She's, she's arch. Yeah. Um, but then also like, you know, uh, Meryl Streep in The Brown Face. No, thank you. Okay, yeah. I mean, I like was, that movie and I can't really defend it. Were we meant to be surprised by that by the end? I don't know. I it's very obviously early. her. It's one of those performances where you immediately go, 
this is someone in this makeup. This is someone. And then once you get to that level, it doesn't take you very long to be like, oh, oh it's Meryl. I have right. another. There we go. I just remembered. Rob Morgan in Just Mercy. Oh, an incredible. An extremely good performance and a big putters and murmurs. Yes. But that is the only problem with the movie, honestly, is, is that he's so he's good. He so throws good the whole thing out of He's balance. out of the movie. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And Tim, Tim Blake Nelson is a best, you know, is almost best scene chewer in that movie. Here's what I'm going to throw scene. out. Tommy Lee Jones and Ad Astra. Oh yeah. Oh, is it course. is it that he's just sort of, he puttered his way all the way to like the edges of space? He might be a little more of a sweaters and fretters though. Yeah, like right. he's in space fretting while wearing a good sweater. Sweaters and a fretter. He's a sweater and a fretter. I love it. Okay, I'm watching the concert now. Ludacris is on stage. Oh boy. Um, he looks like he's having a great time. Uh, well, I think do we have anything left to say? Um, about the films of 2019. No, not really. Uh, I think Lost Black Man in San Francisco would also be my best cinematography winner. I think it's a beautiful looking film. It's a nice film. looking movie. I think it's my, the emergence. Uh, this, uh, the, Adam Newport Barra is probably the This cinematography next winner is Uncut Gems. That is the most incredible looking movie. Of the year. It is. Uh, Ad Astra has great, obviously great cinematography. Yeah. Ed Lockman's Dark Waters uh, work is very underrated. Very much mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, let's move on. Except, um, oh, who's this over second. here? Does Ben have any? Oh, we got some Ben awards. Ben Hosley. Uh, hey, yeah, I've been here the whole time. How long have we been running? What's our, where are we at? We're at about an hour 20-ish. Really? Whoa. We've blasted we through this. Mean. Really? That that little? Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, you're right. What do we, we start- usually do? I feel like these episodes, these episodes are usually, usually so fucking long. So fucking Here's what long. we usually I, do. Yeah. Talk through every single nominee, like fucking insane. Yeah. I think we're also stressed out because we have to do the decade as well. No, it's and true. we're I mean, freaking out about those choices. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about the choices, but I'm terrified of my own choices. <laughs> Uh, Ludacris is wearing a shirt. Yeah, really, right, yeah, that's an evergreen drop. Ludacris is wearing a shirt that says fake moon landing. No, no stars in the sky. Oh, he's really he's coming out as a truther. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Where is here. This, this happening? So this is happening in Miami, which I was really Wembley considering Stadium? putting like all of Lyman? my effort into try to go to this concert. Aside from the fact that we really had glad to schedule you didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> our record date. I also was in Florida last week for the whole week. Right, and I was were. like, I'm not going to go to Florida <laughs> two successive weeks in a row. I did my sad family visit. I'm not going to fly back five days later to see Luda. But God, this looks like fun. Um, I'm sorry. Were you saying something, David? No, I was setting up yeah, Mr. Ben. Give, give well, it's, ben. it's that time in the Blankies episode. <laughs> at the end of the episode, we all where I give out my own original awards. Mm-hmm. I have my own categories. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we're just going to get into it. Let's okay. do it. All right. So every year I've brought this one back. It's films that should be remade with either babies, animals, or puppets. <laughs> yep, of course. Yeah, also, of course, fruit. Of right. And now clowns too. Now oh, clowns, oh, now clowns too. too. But maybe a robot or two could be cool. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. So yeah, for babies, yeah. How about the baby Irishman? Yeah. Right. Yeah. D. D. This is all the way. Consistently, I like the idea of tiny little criminals and gangsters. Yeah, it's sure. funny. Sure. A little mustache. Yeah. Drew onto their little cute faces. Yeah. And I think De Niro Ooh. could crush moving like a baby. I think it would be completely <laughs> convincing his body language. <laughs> yeah. All right. For animals, how about the Lion King? 
Remake it yeah. as actual animals. Yes. With real animals. Yes. Yeah. That's like a great call. Just go roar. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Go full roar. Just yeah. go, like, John Favreau was mauled yesterday yeah, right. trying to tell right. Simba a little more passion on this I know this we take. totally trashed that movie. <laughs> you yeah, just can't wait to be king. <laughs> <laughs> I know we trashed that movie for a great many reasons, but at the end of the day, my biggest complaint is that no one got scalped while making that film. <laughs> right. You can feel the lack of scalpings while watching it. Okay, Ben, sorry. All right, for puppets, all right, the souvenir, right? I feel like it would make it kind of like this Commedia dell'arte kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can picture it, little puppets. I see that. Like, like a little, yeah. ooh, one of those classy and, European puppets. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, talking yeah, like yeah. marionettes rather yeah, than hand yeah, puppets? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Like fine craft shadow work. It's like it's really, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, right. So, yeah. Um, for fruit. But it's also kind of one of those things you see and you're like, well, I mean, I'm glad I saw it. I don't know if I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of craft. A lot of craft. Sure. <laughs> okay, for fruit. Maleficent, mistress of evil or fruit? Oh, so you're saying like she could be a mistress the movie's of fruit? Tension hinges on whether she is the mistress of evil or the mistress of fruit. Well, I actually didn't take it that way, but I like that. <laughs> just the way you said or yeah, fruit, yeah, fruit. Question mark. Well, how did you take I was thinking it? Well, so you were just thinking fantasy mistress fruit. of fruit. It's just fantasy fruit now. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. It's a whole kingdom, but like the rules have changed but now. Everyone's fruit. Is she fruit as well, or is she reigning over fruit? She is dark bruised fruit. She's dark bruised fruit. Yeah, because she's mean. Evil. What kind of fruit are we talking about? Like a guava? What would she be? A pear? A pear. A, a, a real bruised pear. A real bruised a pear. Bruised pear. Yeah. They, they do bruise easily. Yep. All right. So this one is pretty controversial, okay. this next one, guys. So. Oh, oh no. A boundary is about to be pushed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is he going to uh, miss? So everyone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on to your boundaries. Okay. Uh, okay. This All is right. why they say never host the blankies because you're going to get canceled oh, no. after the blankies. Targeting okay. Oh. So for clowns. Oh, boy. What if there was a world. In which the oh no wasn't the only clown. Everyone was clowns. Okay, the whole how twisted would that? And the be? problem is that the whole city is clowns. You Can just you created imagine? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Out. A city of clowns sounds like Washington D.C. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, just, oh, just, oh, oh, just pointing oh. something out. So wait, wait, is this set in Congress? Is that is that where the film says? Is it called uh, set Congress? On the Senate floor right now? Wow. So Ben, what are you pitching? Like a dark comedy? Because sounds a little bit like the news to me. <laughs> Todd uh. Phillips is C-SPAN. <laughs> oh, Todd Phillips, best director nominee. Yeah. Okay. I, I. You know what? No robot this year. Instead. Knives out, mm. right? But I want I want it to be chains, chains out. Because I'm into chains. This is a new thing for me. So it's still like with decorative humans? chains. Still with humans. It's the just cast hasn't changed. Just the, the murder the problem. is chain centric. So it was like he's like, oh no, I took the wrong medicine. Here, take this bicycle chain and really wallop we with it, me with it until I'm dead. He kills himself with a <laughs> chain. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Cool. Sounds um, off the chain to me. Thank you. Text F9 to 97979. I got to see what this is. Oh, so a, they're asking you to do function nine on your computer? Uh, not yet. What if new laptops came out with the, you know, the, the function, keys? function keys? And if you hit the function key, you would yeah. just, that movie would play. So you hit Wait, F7 and Furious, Furious Seven. Oh, laptops. oh my God. You know what I mean? Furious laptops. I love it. I think Vin's about to come out. 
Oh boy. Tyrese gives they're, a they're introducing the family one by one. Tyrese wearing a beautiful ice cream colored blazer <laughs> and white pants. Weird. It's Miami, mix. Miami uniform. The man who put the family together. Yeah, there they are. Who's emceeing this event? Uh, I think it's M- Maria Di Menudos. Oh, sure. 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 Yeah. Sure. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah, Maria Di Menudos. Yeah. We're watching on Griffin's Oh, my God. He's wearing an FF9 right jacket. FF9. Yeah, which is not the title. No. Three of them wearing white pants on stage in January. <laughs> There's Vin Diesel. This is how this episode becomes normal Blanky's language. Oh right. We're just watching an iPad right now. Is this being picked up on the mic? What if no. Michelle Rodriguez... Your mic is- I mean, we probably really shouldn't technically, okay. but... Great. But just tell everyone what's happening. Well, no, Vince- Chris- but he, let's let's hope that they drop the trailer okay. so that we can end this episode sure. with you with reacting to yeah, with yeah. us reacting to it yeah. honestly. But yeah, let me just oh get God. through. Marie Marie Minutus, I'm sorry, Marie Minutus's dress is gold and Griffin, just says Fast Furious, Fast let, Furious, let Fast Furious. Ben ben, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm no. very excited. I understand now. this is a very important thing to him. Okay. So I of course then also do the weddies, I give out the golden mops. Uh-huh. <laughs> What a show. I'm sorry, I forgot about Golden Mops. Yeah. All right, so this oh, year, um, I would say most of the picks are a little untraditional. Oh. The traditional pick is The Lighthouse. Very wet. Oh. Right. It's so Easy. wet, it's Easy. drenched in farts. A very <laughs> splashy movie. It's so splashy. It's yeah. got so poo-poo splash. It's yeah, got it's all got, right. It's got splash. dark water, every, every kind of like, you know. fluid and whatnot. And yeah. yeah. Dark water should also be a dark horse pick. Oh, am I getting ahead of you? Stepping well, on his here's line. the thing. I mop. decided that I would then pick all the movies this year that really made me cry. Oh, that made me wet. So you needed a sure. mm. <laughs> you needed a mop. Oh, I think it's a good yes. choice to work. A mop to the face. <laughs> yes. So Do you like that the phrase farewell, uh, just because it's so devastating sure. and course, beautiful. Of course, sure. of course. Uh, cats. Sure. Okay. You Listen. lost it during memory. Memory is such a good song. It gives me goosebumps and it gets yeah. me teary eyed. And can we all um, acknowledge that Cats is simultaneously the best and worst film of the year? Yeah, and it can only be ranked Absolutely. as both and nothing else? Yeah, that's, Absolutely. It's Cats. Yeah, yeah right. it's, it's an A slash F. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. Right. Judy. You cried you during you cry? Judy? You cried yeah. at how mediocre it was? It was so <laughs> mediocre. I thought it was sad. She's going to walk all the way away. <laughs> no, of course, very sad when I have an old Judy. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, where I'm even more... that old, but I'm the middle-aged Judy. Well, it's... The, it, in real life, what happened to middle-aged Judy? Yeah. She did not end very well. Yeah. If you cried watching that movie, I got a Wikipedia page that's going to destroy <laughs> wow. you. I uh, went bad. I, I, you like Judy, all I right, like right, Judy. Joe, yeah. I like Judy. I, I like do Judy. not like Judy. Uh, and then, uh, finally, the Mulan trailer. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, baby. That got me good. I'm yeah. so into the Mulan. The Every time. Me cry is in the heights. It's oh, so embarrassing. Oh, every time, David. Every <laughs> single time. And not only good just like. Good morning, like three Jimmy Smith is here. three separate points yeah, in that trailer. It it's a nice piece. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice He's been waiting oh, like 15 years to make his fucking musical John M. Chow. Yeah. His first film he ever set up was a Bye Bye Birdie remake. Nice. And that never got made. And every film he's made since then, he's tried to cash in with a full-blown musical. Oh, he's finally getting his so fucking good. chance. It looks oh so God. good. Yeah. Also, Michelle Rodriguez is wearing tiny, tiny little sunglasses. And I can't tell if they're backpack straps or like shoulder holster, holsters like a cop has. Okay, what if but Michelle she looks Rodriguez... Like Trinity. 
What if Michelle Rodriguez just stops the whole thing and decides that she's going to take over and I'm going to announce Widows 2? Oh, my God. Right now. Widows dollar sign. What if Fast 9 is a Widows Fast and Furious crossover? Until Viola Davis just parachutes into this Miami Stadium. double role. That would be cool. Oh, now they're showing a behind-the-scenes montage. Okay, so we got some time until the trailer. Okay, great. So let me just get through my um, no thank yous. All right. right. The two popes. Enough popes. (laughs) Too many popes. Too many popes. You you like zero popes? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, zero. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute zero popes. Okay. 1917. Too old. (laughs) Too far back. You want a movie called 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Now you've got my interest. (laughs) Right, right, right. Motherless Brooklyn. This is actually real. Okay. My good friend is a stuttering advocate mm-hmm. and was very offended by the movie. Yeah. 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 Right. Fair enough. Yeah. 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 I think that's fair. Yep. Um, portrait of a lady. Need more fire. <laughs> so you just wanted like, maybe even forget the portrait. Not just the, the portrait. portrait. should just be called yeah, yeah, fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like yeah. everyone's just, it's like that stunt man who's on fire right. in a movie, like just but walking it just around. Keeps yeah. going. You think every walk they went on should have been for kindling? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My favorite part of Portrait of the Lady on Fire was recognizing Valeria Galino in like oh. her final scene when she came back on screen. I was just like, yeah. that's who that is. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. She's very good happy. in that movie. She's she is. Good. She's very the good. The thing about that movie is everyone's good. The maid is Best really performance good. performance by a cast member from Hot Shots Part 2. Yeah. One of the only and people the to man. ever win Best Actress at the Venice Film Festival twice. Do you know this? Oh, Her and Shirley MacLaine. Valeria Galino has won twice. I had no idea. And one time she won in the last decade for a movie I've Which never heard Hot of. Which Hot Shots movie was it that she won? The, the, Duh. The, of course. Okay. That's a better performance. Yeah. yeah. It was like Talia Shire. Sure. Yeah. Right. Do you have any other um, no thank yous? Yeah, Toy Story 4. Sorry, Griff. Oh. It's just I can't. I'm too... I haven't watched those movies in years. I haven't even seen three. Well, and it sounds like you never will. I, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, we I don't see any reason why I would ever need to watch Toy Story oh, ever again. The reason is uh, patreon.com slash blank check. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> All right. So lastly, honorable mentions again to the Safties, but this year for Uncut Gems, mm-hmm. for Scumbummery. Mm-hmm. Very yes. good. Yeah. For Achievement in Scumbummery. <laughs> Climax for the best voguing scene of all time. <laughs> yes, Her true. smell for being punk as fuck. Uh-huh. And the Beach Bum <laughs> for being Ben's current lifestyle award. Yes. Okay. Right, right. That has been the fifth <sighs> annual Ben's Award. Did we have a robot? No robot. I, I, it I was dropped just the robot. Yeah. Now yeah. it's chains. Now it's chains. Okay, chains out. Ben, do you have any like special awards? Like sometimes at the Oscars, oh. they'll give out like a technical achievement or like special the award. Irving J. Falberg Award. For, right. Like not know, every year, ben, but yeah. sometimes. The, the no, you're right. A Toy Story came yeah. out first computer animated film. Yeah, they gave it yeah. a special award. Sometimes a special thing happens. Right. Well, is the five year. That's you know, true. Like blanky. So it's right, sort right, of special it's yeah. to make the five. Yeah. And it's tough to make the five. All right. I, I do actually have something. If uh, you'll just give me one moment. Oh, you sure. could vamp. Oh, cu- oh, oh, sure. Thank you so much. I'll describe what's happening. Yeah, in the live stream. Uh, Murray Menudos. Uh, they just played this clip of like behind the scenes, like EPK interviews from all the films. They're really ramping up the sense of inevitability to this movie, which, oh, I, she just screams, which makes me think that maybe the trailer's coming or maybe another musical act's going to come on stage. There, there's something's going on on the screen. I think, fuck, I am. I actually had You're a hard really time sleeping last up. night yeah, over yeah. this. Okay, so for David Sims, oh, David achievement Sims. in hotness oh. of 2019, 
I award him this piece of fashion. Oh my God. Fashion, ben, ben is handing fashion, me a, fashion, uh, a sleeveless fashion. flannel. Is that, is that how best flannel. to describe it? A, fra- oh. a flayed? But it's sleeveless. It's sleeveless. sleeveless. Because, David, flannel. I'd like to, on the record, let our listeners know and you know that you are now being rebranded as Bad David 2020. You've nailed hot, and now you're bad. Yeah, you're bad. Of course. You're a bad Hashtag boy. Bad David 2020. Oh, oh I love it. My God. Fit. Guys, oh, it's actually a really okay. good fit. It's a fit. really this good, is a good fit. fit. This is a very good look. Yeah, oh, yeah. shit. Imagine if I dress this way. Uh, imagine. I don't need to imagine. I'm looking at it. I'm saying. Imagine all the people. I don't know. Uh, Maria Menudos is just taking the camera into like the press tent. Yeah, I don't know what's uh, happening she vamping? Here. What's going on? I don't know. It feels like they shouldn't have to pad this out this much. All right. Well, anyway, that was fun. David, good one, that guys. Is great one. A great one. Man, where did you get this? It actually fits me. I know. Um, and not easy to find a good fit for Dave. It's uh, R13 is the name of the designer. Wow. Uh, really cool stuff. Kind of like a grungy kind of vibe to it. Love it. Check out their stuff. Miriam Mavis is walking through the crowd and high-fiving people. Fans. Yeah. Oh, boy. What is happening? They had like six acts listed. Like, there were supposed to be like six musical acts. So far, I think only Ludacris has performed. Griffin, I don't think this trailer is dropping for another hour. Yeah. Okay, should we just end this episode? Yeah, I yeah. think it's time I for think. us to wrap it well, up. But we did good. Now we're at uh, about an hour 40. Sure. Oh, perfect. perfect. So we're killing it. And, yeah. and everything that happened in the last 15 minutes was really good. Yeah. yeah. No, um, everything we'll, you did we'll, was great. We'll, and we'll, I kept on patting it out by thinking that the trailer was about to we'll do. Def- just interviewing some fucking guy who looks like me now. Just rando. Joe, is there anything? I mean, obviously, this has Oscar buzz. We yeah, got to talk come, about come it. Come listen to our This Had Oscar Buzz podcast, me and Chris File. Every week, we're talking about uh, movies that wanted Oscars loving embrace and got its cold children. I got an right. episode on the book. Should I yeah. say what I'm going to cover? Yeah, why not? Fucking Charles Shire 2004 remake of Alfie. We're going to have a good time with Griffin all in about? the future. I told people it was going to sweep. I believe he calls his penis Big Ben in that movie. I think oh, he does. boy. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just one of those movies that uh, just a total misread of what it's supposed to be and its star. Yes. Right. And I fell for it exactly. Where they like see Jude and they're like, they want this guy to be cockier, right? Right, and right, it's right. Like, He's such a rogue. That's He's not a, what we wanted. No. Jude Law's a nice boy. She just mispronounced chapter. Okay, well, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks to producer Rachel Jacobs for editing. Yes. She's going to have to bleep out a specific retired bit. Because no, she doesn't have it. to. Jesus, don't make her do it. Okay, Ben's going to have to bleep out a certain <laughs> retired bit. Ben's saying no, and he's holding up a chain and what? threatening me with it. <laughs> God, these are the chainiest awards we've ever done. It, yeah. this, uh, they truly were off the chain. Thanks to Ange for Gouda for her social media. Thanks to Lee McCarran for our theme song. Joe Bonapet Rounds for our artwork. And go to blankies.red.com for some real nerdy shit. But next week we're back into Demi, right? Next week I believe is the truth about Charlie with David Lowry. Okay, oh. so get, get ready for a little truth telling. In, he- in my head, really fun episode. We already dropped a clip from it on our our Philadelphia episode. Larry's a great example of uh, we never see him outside of when he's on the show with us. And so we end up talking about everything. Yeah. Because it's our one chance to hang out with him as well. I interviewed him once. Good guy. We end it with a segment where we try to predict what the box office will be. 
I love it. The weekend that the episode right, dropped. Right, right, oh, right. We I love recorded it. the episode, I think, five months in advance. I love that. And oh, yeah. I believe two or three of the movies we predict no longer are being released in that. Out of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of uh, that weekend. But get ready for that segment. Yeah. Uh, and as always, I'm genuinely having a panic attack waiting for this trailer, so I'm ending this episode right now. All right, That's fine. Uh, okay. uh, go to Patreon for Best of Decade. Yep. Bye. 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 Bye.